Welcome to Error 204, the podcast where we discuss theology from reformed perspective and genuinely nerdy things where there's no content that you won't love. I'm Luke Denner. And I'm Mark Fromey. So today we are doing a special live edition, which actually probably is going to not be that special. We're going to try to start doing this just in general, live streaming to Facebook while we record so we can interact with you guys more and, and such. Um, so we're going to be doing that. Since it is our 100th episode, we are also going to be giving away 100 free copies of Far Cry 5 to lucky listeners. So That's not happening. Oh yeah, that's right. It's not our 100th episode. It's our 20th episode. So the Far Cry 5 thing is out the window. So since it's our 20th episode, we are going to go ahead and give you guys 20 nerdy pickup lines at the end. So for those of you who are single and listen to us, we we're going to help you out a little bit. And by help you out, I mean we're going to let you know things that you shouldn't say, but they should be entertaining. And so we're going to get into that. Our theological topic is going to be the reasonableness of Christianity and a reasonability. I don't How am I supposed to say that, Mark? I'm not – I keep butchering that. I mean that's – it's – you know, our, Paul talks about how our faith is supposed to be reasonable. And so we're going to talk about how – our faith is a logical faith, and it's a faith that makes sense. We shouldn't sound... Like flat earth um, nut jobs. Exactly. Cool. So, we'll have that that we're going to discuss, and then we'll also, since the Oscars are tonight, discuss our favorite, at least favorite, and all the in-between movies that we saw in 2017. So that's where we're headed. Before we get into weeks, I do want to make an announcement really quick, and that is that Mark and I have talked about it, and just due to scheduling and and stuff like that we are going to switch life getting crazier yeah we are going to switch to a bi-weekly uh, release so every other week we will be releasing an episode instead of once a week so apologize to those of you who are going to be you know missing out on hearing our sweet sweet voices every week but you at least get them every other week so we, we got and that you'll get them live yeah you'll get them live and again mark mentioned this before we started recording this podcast but if you are tuned into the live videos which will most likely be saturday or sunday that kind of depends on scheduling but if you're tuned into those feel free to ask us questions we would be happy to interact with you mark right now just because of the way it's set up i don't have comments popping up on my um nvidia thing and so i'm going to be relying on gotcha. you to relay comments and questions onto me for right now so with that said let's go ahead and hop into our weeks So go, Mark. How's your week been? That was that was kind of go, your cue. Mark. <laughs> Good transition there, Luke. Well, I thought you were Beautiful. just going to jump in, and then you were just <laughs> quiet. So, you know, I got to make things difficult for you. You didn't give me show notes. I didn't know what was happening. Uh, you show notes. I didn't know what was happening. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you one of these days. Okay. So, not well, really. If that if I if I'm ever murdered, then we have suspect number one. <laughs> Here you go. You got it on recording. <laughs> Um, no, my week's, my week's been, been good. It's been pretty crazy. Um, getting ready for the baby and all the fun stuff like that. Uh, installed the car seat into Lindsay's car, got a glider set up yesterday, uh, put together the stroller. Um, we got a couple other pieces of furniture coming, but those should be the last big things. And so we're at this point kind of just ready for the baby to finally come because, it's been rough on Lindsay, and uh, 
we haven't been able to do she hasn't been able to do very much i've been trying to just find ways to serve her and help her and uh keep her rested and she can either agree with me in the facebook live comments or tell me and tell everyone else that i'm lying Uh, (laughs) i guess we'll find out how she feels but (laughs) that's kind of been uh what we've been doing a lot of um we had some friends visit yesterday which was fun just to be able to um interact with some other people especially for Lindsay, since she's been pretty much homebound it's just been me and so uh having some friends over and getting to eat dinner with them and fellowship with them was was a good time we were glad we got to do that um (laughs) this baby can come now this baby can come she's ready (laughs) so uh no it's it's been a good week um work's been crazy but that's not anything new so uh we're just yeah right now it's just a very impatient waiting game i hope the baby doesn't come right now because i want to finish this episode that's fair that would be although that'd i mean be an interesting way for it to happen wouldn't it just just hear just hear Lindsay yell and you just take off and none of us know what happened <laughs> it's like and i'm done <laughs> well mark's gonna be a dad so so yeah it was a good week how was your week it's, it's been good so i uh had another interesting development this week so again i mentioned that with scheduling we switched to bi-weekly without notifying anybody that was unintentional we didn't intend to record last week and then just didn't happen and so i apologize for that because that was my that was my fault that was on me but anyway so we um we recorded the day before i was going to start my new job and then tuesday so a week and a couple days or i guess actually just straight up a straight week into my new job I actually went in for an interview for another new job at a bank because a, a guy I know who who goes to my church works at a bank in IT, and it's like 20 minutes from home instead of an hour. It's be full-time with benefits instead of contract work. And so just all sorts of reasons to go for it, and, and praise God, got offered the position there and then had to awkwardly go to awesome. my manager uh, after having been at my job for a week and a day and tell him, hey, I'm going to be heading out. And so, to my surprise, they did want to keep me for the two weeks, and so that's that's been fun because I'm still there, so I'll still be there for a little bit longer here. March nineteenth is going to be my start date at the bank, so I'm excited for that. It should be should be good fun. Um, I'll be happy to be doing hands-on stuff again because my position right now is pretty much strictly remote, and so being able to actually like do some hands-on hardware support, I, I enjoy that. I, I I like remote stuff. I like hardware support. I, I like having a mix of things. And so being able to only do one, especially because at least with hardware support, you're able to get up and move around. Whereas at, at this job right now, like I'm pretty sure Monday and Tuesday I got in, I sat in my chair and I didn't leave it for eight hours, which is probably not that healthy. So um, I need to need to have something that forces me to move. So I'm excited to have that. And that's that was the big stuff that's happened this week. Um Finally settled on a boy's name, if we have a boy. So, excited about that. Because there was a lot of debate back and forth about what that would be, to the point where I was like, we're going to have to have a girl or else we're in trouble. So, (laughs) settled on a boy's name and got doctor's appointments lined up here. Can't wait to find out the gender. I think I've figured out the way I want to do the gender reveal, because apparently Dix sells um, Tannerite that explodes either blue or pink. 
and then you shoot it, and it shoots up a big cloud of the color. So, pretty sure I want to do That'd that. That'd be a fun way to do it. Um, if it's a boy, sure, Lindsay, but Kyle's wanting to fight for that, too. So, <laughs> Lindsay said that if it's a boy, it's going to be their daughter's future husband. So, yeah, that only works. Yeah, we're arranging marriages up in here. That only works if, if it's a boy, though. So... And yes. two more weeks for full-lung development. Okay, we're praying you guys make it two weeks. But if it makes you feel any better, I was born without full-lung development, and I'm fine. So it's not ideal. but Well, fine's a relative term. That's that's probably fair, too. So, <laughs> yeah. I was too much premature. That explains everything, right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely sure. nothing about my birth was standard. So, <laughs> but, you know, that's just kind of my life. So. <laughs> yeah. Luke's oh, never been normal from never. the moment he was born. All the way up to now. But, yeah, so there you go. There are our weeks. Let's go ahead and hop into our recommendations. So, Mark, I'm going to let you go first. And here I'm clearly addressing you and letting you know so there's not an awkward hang in between. So, Mark, <laughs> here you go. Give us your recommendations, please, Mark. I hate you so much. <laughs> I was just going to sit here just for you. Um no, so, recommendations, yeah. I started reading The Lord of the Rings again uh, Such garbage. this week. It's so good. Lord of the Rings it's is fantastic. so good. And, yeah, if you haven't actually read Lord of the Rings, find it, pick it up, read it. It's not, it's not short, but it's not hard to read. Um, the, way that, the way Tolkien writes, you have to kind of get used to, but once he, because he writes like he's telling a story, and so... Um, it's, it's just a very different style of writing. That was a new picture. Um, yeah, actually Hubbard, but it was, it was, his, it's a really good book. So if you haven't read Lord of the Rings, highly recommend it. If you have read Lord of the Rings, you should pick it up and read it again. Cause it's still fun. Um, and then for media recommendations, that's what we're, we're doing, right? Yes. Um, for media, I'm going to go ahead and say, Super Mario 64, because I've been playing that a bunch again this week. Um, and if you haven't played Super Mario 64, I guess it's hard to pick up now because it's on a Nintendo 64, and you kind of have to have that. Um, but that game is just a blast. I, I have so much fun every single time I play that game. And so I've been spending some time playing that this week, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. So my two for my book, I just finished listening to Plagueis, which, nice man, the twists and turns in that book are just fantastic. And the setup it gives you for the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, like, is it's really cool to see, oh, this is what was going on behind the scenes. Oh, this is what was happening. And so it's a lot of fun to, to see that. Um, so highly recommend Plagueis by James Lucino. What, again, whether you listen to it or actually read it doesn't matter. It's just a, a fantastic book and one I would strongly recommend. And then for my media, I'm going to do something that's going to be... It, it's It's been a long time coming. I should have recommended this a while back. I just kept putting it off. And that's going to be UFC 3. Did I recommend that one already? I don't think I did. I think you recommended it the, on release week. No, I was going to, and then I switched to something else. I think I switched to Duck Game. Or something. Maybe. 
I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. Well, you know what? If it gets a double recommendation, that's fine because it's a fantastic game. So <laughs> I'm going to recommend UFC 3. They improved so much on the striking game from UFC 2. Like, it's it's complex, but not so complex that you don't know what you're doing. Definitely has a learning curve. But the knockouts are so satisfying when you get them. Like That's true. They are. It's just, it's a ton of fun. Like, and... Just overall, the way it plays is is a lot of fun. They fixed what I think were a lot of issues with ground game, where now instead of, like, whoever's faster wins, you can actually block your opponent, which I didn't tell you that, Mark, but you can actually block your opponent from transitioning and stuff like that. So I didn't tell Mark that the first time we fought just because I wanted to be able to beat him pretty well. Plus, he told me not to tell him anything, so... I did. I thought it'd be more entertaining that way. It was. You still beat me, though, which I'm still salty about. (laughs) Because you shouldn't have. That's the one game. That's the yeah. one game I can beat you at. The UFC games. Yeah, and we'd have to come back to it now, see if you still can. Oh, you, you, I think you'd kick my butt, but I think it'd be fun to give it a shot. So when we do that, we'll have to stream it, it again. Be. But Yeah, definitely. Anyway, so, yeah, those are my two recommendations. So with that Sweet. said, let's go ahead and get into our topic at hand, though whatever it is that Mark said. So, Mark, <laughs> say it again. The reasonableness of Christianity. The reasonableness of Christianity. So I'll let you go ahead and kick us off here. When I say that, like, and it's, I mean, it's taking it straight out of Philippians 4, but I find it funny because it just makes me think of the reasonableists from From Parks and Recreation. All hail Zorp. (laughs) All hail Zorp. And so it kind of makes me laugh at that. But, um, no, yeah, so we... Lindsay and I were reading through Philippians, and uh, one of the things that really stood out to me was in Philippians 4, um, as Paul's writing, and he's wrapping up his letter, he, he's giving encouragement and exhortation, um, and Philippians 4, I'm going to start reading, I'm going to read verses 4 through 7, uh, But Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that statement at the beginning of verse 5, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. I find that really interesting. Because I think a lot of times Christianity to the world is perceived as mystical, um, just hubaloo. Like it's 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 a bunch I like of, that word hubaloo. <laughs> hubaloo. It's it's seen hubaloo, as a very hubaloo, hubaloo. Um, sorry. Like like that's that's a lot of atheist arguments against Christianity, right? Is that it's illogical, it doesn't make sense, it's it relies on magical superstition or whatever. And so um they treat Christianity like it's the they they seek to discredit it because they try to assert that it's false or that it makes no sense, that it's illogical. And Paul here is saying the opposite, that we we should be known to everyone as being reasonable people. Um, because when you, when you think about what Christianity is, it is the only thing grounded in what we know to be true. And like, in the sense that like scripture is 100% true that God 
is the essence, like he is truth. He embodies truth. And so Christianity should be a reasonable thing because it should be the most grounded in what is true out of everything else in the world. And so what we, the way that we interact with the world, the way that we, we look at things and communicate with each other, we shouldn't ever really come across as crazy. Now, well, with that, I struggle uh, with that. Obviously, huh? I, I come across as crazy. <laughs> Luke's always, Luke always comes across as crazy. Um, the thing with that is, obviously, it's also talks in Scripture. Paul even talks about it, especially in Romans, that, um, you know, the truth of God will be will come will be foolishness to to those who ha- don't have understanding, who I, whose eyes are darkened, who reject it. But it's not really foolishness they just see it that way um so i think like the point being that we as christians need to be intentional to be rooted and grounded in reason and logic we need to we need to understand that truth is a reasonable and a logical thing and i think sometimes you may disagree with me or agree with me i don't know but i think sometimes christians as a whole get perceived as illogical because sometimes we act very illogical or we have beliefs that are wrong and are very illogical. Hashtag flat earth. (laughs) That's, that's the epitome of something that's illogical. Um, yeah, yeah, the, no, I agree with you on that. er Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say it's, it's clear throughout scripture that, our faith is not an illogical faith. It it doesn't it confounds the minds of man. But that that does not make it illogical. And so logic and reasoning will not bring a man to faith. But that does not make that faith illogical. Um Yeah, absolutely. And and so I I I do think it, it is very important um, especially within the church, that we don't see knowledge as the enemy of faith. Because there, there are some who would say that. There are some who would say knowledge is the enemy of faith, knowledge is the enemy of love, and it's not. We're called to grow in, in knowledge of God and of his creation. And so some Christians see science as an enemy, and it's it's not. Science, in its truest form, lines up with Scripture. And so Scripture gets to be the measuring rod, not science. But it, it's not the enemy. And... And as you've already said, it is a very reasonable faith that we have. And so we should not be afraid of that. We should not be afraid of reason. We should not be afraid of logic. We just have to be cautious that we don't begin to let reason and logic and science be the ones we interpret scripture through, but instead let scripture be what defines reason and logic and science. Absolutely. Yeah. 100% agree. And I think that we as Christians aren't always... We tend to, like in most things, we tend to swing to one extreme or the other, where we do start using reason, logic, and science to interpret scripture, and we get all kinds of text-critical theories or all all different kinds of stuff, just an attitude towards scripture where when it doesn't seem to line up with science, we try to find a way to just explain it away. And that, I don't think, is a good approach because we, I mean... First Timothy is it First Timothy three or Second Timothy three where Paul talks about how all scripture is God breathed. Yeah. And that's and the, Second Timothy four. I, I think, think that's Second Timothy three. Um 
I don't know. But, Look at us being pro. Yeah. Oh, we're great. <laughs> but the point is that Scripture is true because it comes from God, who is truth. And so, just because it may not always make, like, science may make it seem wrong, we need to approach it with a proper lens. Like you said, that that Scripture, that truth should... Um, be the the foundation for science, logic, and reason, not the other way around. Um, yeah. Well, and, and I so think you have people who either m- people who either make science and reason science and reason the foundation and try to explain scripture based off of that, or you have people who disregard it altogether and are like, well, you know, like you said, or see knowledge as the enemy of faith, and that's not a good approach either. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, and. And I think some of this comes out of what I would say is more the main thrust of this passage. And so um, some term at reasonableness, um, other transitions say, let your moderation be made known. And I, I think from context, we see Paul is, is less saying, you know, oh, show your profound reasoning, but more, hey, if, if you're insulted, if you're attacked, if, if your faith is being brought under fire, don't get hot headed and fire back. And boy, that's a lesson I could stand to learn. Um, (laughs) but don't, don't get hot headed. Be, be reasonable with people, be kind towards people. And so everything we've said is true. I don't know that this is the text that we, we hang our hat on for that, but it, it does speak to it in saying, sure. Hey, when these things happen, when knowledge appears to be the enemy, when science appears to be the enemy, instead of making them your enemy, See how these truths are incorporated in the truth of Scripture and, and see where truth is and see where lies are. Because obviously everything that's put forth as science is not truth according to Scripture. So I think I think it's important to keep that in mind as we're talking about this reasonableness. It doesn't just mean having good reasoning, especially in the context we're speaking about here. But it, it, it means also being reasonable, being not not hot-headed not inflammatory and so we don't we don't go like it would be unreasonable to say oh well all science is stupid oh well all knowledge is stupid because this one aspect of it is contrary to something i believe and so i think that's part of what paul's driving at too is don't show yourselves to be idiots who are the who are like i'm I'm trying to think of a good way to say it who are just detached from the world and detached from reality and I think a lot of times, as you've already mentioned, we can be perceived as, as being just that, as being these people yeah. who believe this sort of mystic, weird stuff and are detached from the real world. And that that shouldn't be the case. Christians are the ones who have the best grasp of reality because we're viewing reality for what it is, because we're viewing it through the lens of scripture. And so, and again, to an extent, it can't be helped. The, the wisdom of God is foolishness to man to an extent yeah. there there is just part of the sinful nature that is always going to perceive true reality as insane and weird and hubaloo because that's what our <laughs> sin nature does with the truths of God but that should be because of the sin nature of man and not because of us portraying Christ poorly yeah, there's there's a difference between something being perceived as unreasonable and something actually being unreasonable. One hundred percent. And that's that's an important distinction to make, I think, because I think a lot of times 
will will hit one side or the other where we either go oh they're just accusing me of being unreasonable or they're just accusing me of being whatever it may be because you know I'm a Christian when in reality we're being unreasonable and we're detached from reality and on on the other side of that I think there are times when we try so hard to make everything seem practical and so hard to make everything seem reasonable that we end up sacrificing truth in the end. And so both of those yeah. are, are grave, grave errors that we should do our best to steer clear of. So, yeah, definitely agree. Yeah. Um, th- this was your topic. So not like, Oh, Hey, you yeah, it, I- do it. But I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I, I didn't come into this prepped with a whole lot to say. And I've kind of said what I, <laughs> what I have to say and don't want to I, keep... I honestly didn't a ton either. Like, it was more of, you know, we were reading and I noticed this and it kind of stood out and just got me thinking a little bit. So yeah. I thought it would be something that would be interesting to kind of walk through and try to unpack a little bit. Yeah. I will throw one last thing out before we wrap up. And that is that this there there is a danger within in the church. Like, everything Mark and I have, have addressed in this podcast, I'm pretty sure you could say stems out of out of a a lack of true knowledge, a lack of true understanding, and uh, honestly, a lack of, of wisdom above all else. And so we looked at the American the Americanization of Christianity, and it is unreasonable to make Western values compatible with biblical values. Like that that does not work at the end of the day, because Western values pulling yourself up, being independent, and and getting ahead basically no matter what the cost wouldn't be phrased that way, but that's essentially Western ideals. Whereas scripture is we're we're servants. We're not concerned with earthly goods. We're not concerned with worldly things. We're concerned with bringing glory to God. And so the two are antithetical to each other. We see, we saw in the Catholic theology, just how unreasonable it was to hold these doctrines when they're contrasted against scripture. And so all of these things fall at the end of the day, fall to a lack of knowledge and a misapplied knowledge. And if you're going to be reasonable, you not only have to have the proper knowledge, but you have to apply said knowledge if you're truly going to be reasonable with it. And boy, reasonable sounds funny when you throw that word around a lot. But <laughs> we have to we have to push in the church against this mindset that that theology or doctrine or knowledge is the enemy of love because it is not it 100% is not the fatal error that comes with being puffed up on theology with treating theology like a drug essentially is a lack of love. But the truth is when we take this knowledge of God and who he is and of his creation and it's applied to our lives that is what derives us to live holy lives to the glory of God. And so anybody who tells you otherwise, anybody who says, oh, we don't really need to worry about theology, let's just worry about Jesus, or we don't really need to to worry about doctrines, let's just worry about the gospel. Christ was very concerned with doctrines and with theology and with knowing his Father and making his Father known. And so the gospel yeah. is central to all of that, but if we don't have these core doctrines, if we don't have good theology we end up losing the gospel in the process and people are unfortunately unaware of that and so just want to encourage those in in ministry encourage those in 
influential places within the local church find a way to drive a hunger for theology, not for the sake of knowledge, but for the sake of drawing closer to God to then live more like him and bring glory to his name. And I think, I think the reason there's been such a pushback against it is because we talk, we talk about how unreasonable it is to say we can love God or others without theology was just as unreasonable to love theology and not love God and others. And unfortunately, the church has seen a lot of men who love theology and could care less for God and could care less for others. And so it's, it's put an aversion to it. And I pray that would change. And I pray that would change with us. I pray that Mark and I would be examples of guys who love theology because it drives us to a deeper love for God and people. And I pray that's the type of leaders we would start seeing raised up in the church. Um, so there, that's my little closing rant. But That was good. Yeah. All right. Well, once again, from our, you know, solid theological topic into our <laughs> nerdy, not so deep topic. I think we offended Malcolm. He keeps hopping in and out. So I know, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding, Malcolm. We love you, Malcolm. We're we sorry. We do. <laughs> so he he's, he's one of our few consistent listeners. We probably shouldn't even pretend to insult the guy because I think yeah. we only have a couple. We love of you, those. Malcolm. Don't leave us. <laughs> Please don't leave us. <laughs> We'll get you a we'll get you a, a snow cone. Um, I don't. Well, I'm not going to get you a snow cone. I, I mean, you live in Michigan. It, it rains snow cones for you. I don't know about that. We are supposed to get more snow this week, though. I'm not really looking forward to that. I thought we were done. Nice. We're I think pretty much warm from here on out. Just rain and warm weather. So, all right, let's go ahead and do our movies next, and then we'll we'll wrap up with the cool. nerdy pickup lines. So. Creed is still watching. We love you too, Creed. Um, so, favorite movies. Let's let's start with the ones we like the best. Let's let's actually start with giving a list. Yeah, we'll each give our list and then give our our top two and our our least favorite. Yeah, least so we're going to give 2018 movies that we saw. 2017. 2017. I'm we're in 2018. I'm thinking. I'm leave me alone. Uh, 2017 movies. 2017 <laughs> so movies that, that we, we saw, saw last year. We didn't necessarily uh, all these in theaters, but they were released in 2017, and we did see them in 2017. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not rich enough to go to the theaters that often, so... Same. Um, I need to, I need to look at getting that movie pass thing. That I'd go see more movies thing. with movie pass. Um, so, yeah, 2017 movies I saw. I saw Logan. I saw Justice League. I saw Wonder Woman. I saw Spider-Man Homecoming. I saw... The Last Jedi, I saw Pirates of the Caribbean, Five, Dead Men Tell No Tales, I saw Beauty and the Beast, I saw Baby Driver, and I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Nice. So the ones that I saw were Beauty and the Beast, Pirates 5, Logan, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and The Last Jedi. And I'm wanting to say, oh, and Wonder Woman. And I think nice. that's I think that's it. So nine for you, eight for me. So, you know that's almost twenty. Only three short. Yeah, um, close enough. So which <laughs> two were your favorite two, and why? Oh man, my favorite two. That's actually really hard. So I'm. Can I do favorite three? No. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Just because. So, Wonder Woman was probably my favorite that I saw last year. Interesting. It was. I just thought it was a fantastic movie. Um, 
and the way that it was paced, the acting, just it was entertaining. Um, I, I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. So that's that one was way up there. Um, Beauty and the Beast was fantastic. Um, just I love the music. I love yeah. There's I have no complaints about Beauty and the Beast. I thought it was great. And Logan is the third one up there. It was it was a phenomenal movie also. Yeah, Logan better be up there. <laughs> Logan Logan was crazy good. And so those three are all kind of on the same level in that they were all different enough that it's hard to compare them, but they were all three very, very good movies. Nice. Cool. And your two least favorite and why? My two least favorite. Um, my wife's going to kill me when she hears this part, but <laughs> Pirates 5 is it was, down there. It, it just Yeah. It just wasn't that good. Like, it wasn't terrible. I didn't see any... There's not a ton of movies I saw... Like it wasn't it wasn't just like absolutely awful, but it was super cheesy. It was really just strange. Are you looking over your it, back right now to see if she's coming to kill you? No, she's she can probably hear me even though she's not watching. Say it sounded like you turned anymore, away from but, your mic to like look at something. <laughs> um, hey, if you die, just, we'll all be witnesses. That's true. I'll die die on Facebook Live. Um, so no, it was a decent like it wasn't a terrible movie but that whole series is starting to just feel super dragged out now and so it was you it mean was after kind of a the weird movie. first one it's felt dragged out <laughs> yeah i didn't i liked dead man i actually really liked the second one i did the third too. one was third one was okay ish but once yeah once you got into four i didn't care that much anymore yeah um, the second one i like just because i love davy jones true yeah so. Um, so Pirates 5 and of the other, of all the movies I saw in 2017, The Last Jedi is the other one that's towards the bottom. Nice. And we've, we've talked extensively about The Last Jedi, so I'm not going to say much more about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that that one made your list. I would have been sad if it hadn't. So. Yeah. I don't hate it as much as you do, but I, I didn't think it was super good either, especially compared to everything else I I saw last year. Yeah. Okay, so my top two, top one hands down is Logan. I loved mm-hmm. Logan. I love Wolverine. Though. Wolverine is my favorite superhero by far. Like I I enjoyed Deadpool just because that's probably what I would be like if I wasn't saved, which is scary. But <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> um but I just love Wolverine. Like he's 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 an awesome superhero. And you know, he's not like Batman. He's willing to get the job done. So, <laughs> although I do, I was thinking about the day, dude. Like, so Batman's whole, I won't kill anybody, but he'll still beat the other living tar out of them, and that's okay. Like, half the time he doesn't just incapacitate people. Like, he beats the living tar out of them. And, yeah, and that's not too far. So, you know, Mister Noble Batman. Um, <laughs> Anyway, loved Logan, loved what they did with, with the adaptation of the comic Old Man Logan. Um, the way they played it was fantastic. The way they portrayed Logan and his daughter were, were fantastic. If you haven't seen it, sorry, but that really wasn't a spoiler. You find out two <laughs> seconds in. So That's true. Um, plus, by now, I'm sure there's enough memes out there that pretty much everybody knows. But anyway, so that that is a very, very good 
good film in my opinion. It does have a scene that needs skipped, so I will throw that disclaimer out there. If you're going to watch it, make sure you look it up first on IMDb and know which scene you need to skip. So throw that warning out. Um, Yeah, so Logan is... I saw it with someone who'd already seen it, so... Yeah, and I just checked ahead of time, and it's easy enough. Like, there's there's warning. It's not like something that just happens out of the blue. So, yeah. so that one, and then Beauty and the Beast is going to be my other one. Really, really enjoyed Beauty and the Beast. As as heartbroken as I was by how much they auto-tuned people's voices and by the handicap they put on Ewan McGregor, it, it was still <laughs> fantastic. Like, Ewan McGregor, yeah. if you have not seen Moulin Rouge... You need to watch that and hear Obi-Wan sing like a freaking swan. Um, <laughs> and then watch Beauty and the Beast and be heartbroken at how poorly he sounds in that film compared to Moulin Rouge, which is not even McGregor's fault. That was directing choice. But thought they did really well with the story. Thought they cast very well. Again, um, like Ian, Ian uh, McClellan as... Cogsworth. Cogsworth. Yeah, good. thank you. Was was fantastic. Josh Gad is oh oh man. Josh Gad was great. Luke Evans was phenomenal. Oh, guest on. dude, Luke Evans was like, and I I was concerned going into it because I, the last thing I'd oh, seen Luke Evans so in good. was The Hobbit, and so I was picturing this <laughs> scrawny Luke Evans. And, yeah, he was beefy, and all of a sudden you get big old beefy boy who, <laughs> honestly, quite possibly because they limited Ewan McGregor's singing ability, the best voice in the film. Like the dude can sing. Oh yeah, he's and, amazing. And so he sounded really good. Loved the the deep voice of Dan Stevens for the Beast. Thought they did really well with that too. Yeah. And so again, all in all, I think it's a great movie. If if you're a huge nitpicky audiophile, you're gonna take issue with some of the auto tuning choices they made. But I still think it's worth watching. So those are my top two, and then my bottom two are gonna be Thor Ragnarok. I was. Like I think that is the epitome of a picture, uh, or of the, the the epitome of what you and I were talking about with Disney and misplaced humor was Thor Ragnarok. I do not know a film that's come out that has had more misplaced humor than Thor Ragnarok. Gotcha. Like it was, it, it was just heartbreaking. Like they'd finally start having maybe a semi-serious moment, and somebody would pop a joke, or something would happen. And it was just so over the top that I couldn't take the movie seriously, which was sad because it had some really cool visual effects. It had some really cool stuff that happened in it. And it's set up Infinity War here with some of the stuff that happens between Thor and Loki. But at the end of the day, just too much misplaced humor. And then, of course, the one that I hated above all, The Last (laughs) Jedi. Disney has ruined Star Wars. And I will never stop singing that tune. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, I I will never stop. But you've already heard Luke's me rant. Be Ninety years old and still going to be salty about the Last Jedi. You better believe it. Even if the rest of these movies are fantastic, I'm still going to be take the Last Jedi. So, <laughs> yeah, just be ready for that. If if it's mentioned every episode, don't be shocked. But. Yes, those were my least two favorite. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming was down there, too. So you gave three favorites. I'm going to give three. Didn't care for as much. I, I enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming, but it just wasn't my favorite. So, Yeah, I, it could have been better. I think sure. that one, though, like I was, I'd gotten overhyped on that one from people. Everyone talking about how it was the best Marvel film, which, I mean, happens every time one comes out. Yeah, but pretty much. 
but some people that I I knew had talked it up were really big to me and were talking about how it was their favorite. And so I think I just went in with too high of expectations. I think if I hadn't had that, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. So. All right. There are our Oscar nominees. So. <laughs> I swear, dude. Is The Last Jedi nominated for any Oscars? Oh, no. I don't think so. It better not be. I swear. If it, not that I saw, at least. If it but... managed to win one. I'm going to, like, start a mob and burn down Disney Corporation. I'll make sure we evacuate people first. That way there's no casualties. So, here we go. Oh, my. Nerdy pickup lines. Mark, all right, I haven't heard these either. I'm pumped for this. this yes, and I'm going to say all good. these to you. So, Mark, my love for you is like dividing by zero. It cannot be defined. Ew. Also, it is nominated for four... It's nominated for best original score. Okay, I can give it that. Yeah, the 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 ones that it's nominated for, I'm okay with because it, it's best original score, best sound editing, best sound mixing, and best visual effects. Okay, yeah, I can get on board with those. Yeah. Just as long as it doesn't yeah, have those, best story. Those are fine. <laughs> like best picture. <laughs> yeah, no, I would scream. Hey, Mark. Okay. If you were a triangle, you'd be a cute one. Get it like in a cute triangle. I didn't say these were good. I just said they were nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> these are all going to be terrible, aren't they? Hey, Mark. My name is Microsoft. Can I crash at your place tonight? Hey, with the amount of crashes we've been I... getting, that one's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how to respond to most of these things. Mark, you're sweeter than 3.14. See, now I just want pie. Man, me too. Apple pie is the best. We may not actually give 20 because I'm not counting, and this isn't actually a list of 20. It's just a bunch of them. So. Oh, that one. That one's funny, but I can't share that one. Forget hydrogen. You're my number one element. That I don't get that one. Hydrogen is the first element. No, I get that, but I don't. what I don't, does it mean for someone to be your element? Like, like I don't know. Like, you're my favorite. Like, like you know, boo. <laughs> I don't know. Here, here we go. You must be Somebody's the acid to my litmus paper. Because every time I meet you, I turn bright red. <laughs> That's like the worst what? one I think I've ever heard. Oh, man. Oh. Here, here you go. You walk into Walmart. You see her across the room. And you go, hey, Mark, this must be the eighth castle. Because I just found my princess. Yeah, I'm not comfortable with this. Also, you're meeting people at Walmart. That's I mean, you're if you're using these pickup lines, you better be at Walmart. <laughs> oh. Wow. If I had a star for every time you brighten my day, I'd have a galaxy in my hand. If you had a galaxy in your hand, you would die. You're going to die. Hey, Mark, are you a carbon sample? Because I want to date you. That one's pretty good. I like that one. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to do this one on the podcast, and we're live, so I'm going to go ahead and skip it. <laughs> there you go. Just going to play it smart. Hey, Mark, are you the square root of negative one? Because you can't be real. Get it? Cause this... I feel kind of insulted. That... Do, you, do you get that one? I want to know if you get that yeah, one. Yeah, imaginary numbers, I get it. Okay, I'm proud of you. You must I'm not be bad at math. 
I, I didn't know. Okay. We've never had a math off. You must be made of uranium and iodine because all I can see is you and I together. Da-dun, da-dun. I hate chemistry jokes. Hey. Do you believe in love at yes. first sight? Or do I need to walk around you seven times to get you to fall for me? Seven times? Yeah, that one's not nerdy. That one's biblical. Gotcha. Do you get See, it? See, I was thinking nerdy, yes. Joshua and the Israelites. Yeah, Joshua and, and the whale. <laughs> he walked around okay. the whale seven times and the whale died. It's in the Bible. Look it up. Okay. So here we go. Favorite favorite pickup lines of all time. Mark, you have to have one and I know what mine is. I have to have a favorite pickup line of all time? Yeah, come on. There's gotta be one that you really just find funny. <sighs> come on. You can do it. I believe. I believe you can fly. I believe you can touch my eye. That's how the song goes, right? Mark? I, I'm a fan of the... I like the... Uh, do you believe in unconditional election because uh, you have no say in the fact that I choose you or something like that? Wow, uh, that's a little... Uh, <laughs> rapey? I don't think that one's okay. Yeah, that one's definitely not okay. <laughs> uh public disclaimer to all of our listeners <laughs> your, your significant other should always have reciprocated feeling for you <laughs> of their own volition like no, that, yeah. what what god has okay. decreed god has decreed but you do not get to kidnap somebody <laughs> and call it predestination <laughs> that is not okay so the views expressed by mark Fromey in this podcast are solely his views and not those of error to afford any of its affiliates because, you know, we have affiliates. Uh, oh, speaking of affiliates, go listen to the Reform Gamers podcast. Logan Sharp's awesome. Um, <laughs> also I mean, true. You know, so my favorite one of all time, and you're going to love this one. This one's just going to be your favorite. So you walk up and you go, hey, girl, you're like X-Lax. You move me. It's <laughs> my favorite one oh of my. all time. That's terrible. That or if you were a booger, I'd pick you. <laughs> Can you tell a common theme in the ones I like? <laughs> so, the the baby, if if you was a check, you'd have fine written all over you. Is pretty good too. But, but yeah, the X Lax one hands down is my favorite pickup line of all time. That's actually how how I got asked. Hold on, did you just say if you were a check, you would have fine written all over you? Uh huh. That doesn't even make sense. You, checks aren't a fine or a ticket, not a check, a ticket. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Man, how many times have I said check instead of ticket in that pickup line? <laughs> how many times have you used that pickup line? Way more than I should have. I didn't use it as a pickup line. I would just say it to random people because I thought it was funny. But, yeah. Hey, it's better than telling people, get in the van, predestination. <laughs> I didn't say get in the van. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, <laughs> just thinking back to Mobap. When you were looking up all those pickup lines on Valentine's nope, Day. That's <laughs> I know. We're not that's that's all that people I like, get to hear. Okay. My my legitimate favorite pickup line. 
if you were words on a page, you'd be fine print. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, there you all go. If you're single, steer clear of those. It's not going to end well, especially Mark's uh, kidnap stalker <laughs> one. Um, Basically, what you can gather from this is it's good that Luke and I are already married because <laughs> <laughs> we have problems. And you can work. also gather that it is the sovereign decree of God because there is no way that we deserve our wives or got them of our own um, merit. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this also proves to you why you guys should be praying daily for our wives because they Absolutely. have to live with us. So, all right, that is our, our show. This is our shtick. We'll catch you guys again in two weeks instead of one. We will be transitioning to Facebook Live. We're working on both getting set up with webcams so that you can see our, our pretty faces. Yeah. yeah, as we do the live video. Because obviously the only thing that can make these voices better is seeing the faces behind them. <laughs> so, or, you know. And for that, we apologize now. We, we do. Um, so, yeah, if you like the like the podcast, make sure you share us with your friends. Share our Facebook group. Invite your friends to the Facebook group. Drop us a rate on iTunes. Um, you guys can email us at air204podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at air204podcast or join us on Facebook in the air204podcast group. We also do have merchandise still available, and I, I joke about giveaways, Mark, and I would like to eventually be at the point where we could start doing giveaways and stuff on the podcast. We can't do that without listener support, though, because unfortunately we're both broke. So yep. <laughs> if you want to support the show, please look up our merchandise, get some of that. Those proceeds do go directly to the show. Um, that's not Mark and I just pocketing cash. That covers the cost for hosting it as well as allows us to maybe give some giveaways in the future. So go ahead and, yeah. and do that. If you feel so inclined and you want to wear a shirt with our faces on it, if you don't, I understand completely. Um, <laughs> with all that said, we appreciate you guys. We look forward to hitting you up again in a couple weeks here and we will catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.